Welcome to It's Your Community with Vanessa Denha, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to It's Your Community. Vanessa Denha Garmo here from Epiphany Communications and Coaching. Our, one of our next guests today, I have two guests on today, and one of them reached out to me. He has had uh, several manufacturing clients in various counties around the state of Michigan. All of them need employees and have had a tough time finding them. So during his quest to help, he stumbled across Vocational Village. These are schools and three prisons in the area of Ionia, Jackson, and Ypsilanti. These Vocational Villages are accredited training facilities for things like CDL, fork truck training, robotics, electricians, plumbers, construction, tree trimming, carpentry, horticulture, and more. So Matt McCormick is a business coach and a consultant from New Boston, Michigan. He has more than 30 years of experience helping entrepreneurs and small businesses procure and manage resources and personnel to foster business and workforce development. Joining him is Brian Friedman, who started his career in education in 2001. He's taught grades 6 through 12 in American history and world history, economics, and government. He started to work for the Michigan Department of Corrections in 2013 and became the school principal in 2016. He has been the vocational village principal since 2018. Brian and Matt, thanks for joining us here on It's Your Community. Thank you, Vanessa. Thanks, Vanessa. So, Matt, I'm going to start with you because you reached out to me. Uh, what When you stumbled upon... Um, vocational uh, villages, what was your first initial thought? We, I had been working with a client in particular in Wayne County who was just struggling trying to find employees to, to work in the CNC world. Um, uh, they do a lot of uh, work on, heavy, on metals and uh, the CNC's four axis and five axis machines. And he mentioned to me, he said, you know, I think they do training over in Jackson for this sort of stuff could you look into that for me? And so I reached out to Brian and we went and visited uh, the facility in Jackson there, Parnell, and found out that not only are they training people in CNC, they're training them in a lot of different skilled trades, line, line trimmers for DTE. They have a scaffolding system set up uh, on the grounds there where it's huge this huge facility where these uh these inmates learn to climb and, and trim trees at at 30 and 40 feet in the air and i was intrigued by the people that we met we met uh folks that were going through this vocational village training and they were exceptional people and it was an opportunity for us to sort of reach out to that community as well and see if we could find some skilled workers and it worked out very well and that sort of blossomed into the other locations in Ypsilanti and Ionia. And we've had good success at placing people all over the state. And it's, it's been just sort of a, a good story all around. So Brian, give us an overview here of what is Vocational Villages in, in Michigan Correctional System. Um, the best way to describe the Vocational Village is we wanna make sure that we're trying to replicate a work day um, as much as possible. So. Um, this is kind of the first, first of its kind in the nation, believe it or not. Um, in oh, Brian, Matt, you want to take over? Brian got it cut out a little bit. It, it, it yeah, is. One, they are one of the first in the nation, kind of a unique situation in the country. Still there? Yeah, yeah go, go ahead, ahead, Brian. Brian. Go ahead, Brian. Oh, we lost you again. Now your audios. There's just a connection issue with Brian. Do you there, Brian? Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Brian. 
Um, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, it's it's the first of its kind in the nation. Um, what we do is we replicate a full work day. Um, guys report out to the vocational village for uh, training in, in a skilled trade. They have to apply. Um, they have to be in good standing uh, to apply before they come out to the vocational village. And this program will run anywhere from eight months to a year long. Um, everything that they do out there is credentialed, uh, both state and nationally recognized credentials in the trades that we're um, instructing the students in. Um, we try to set up business partnerships and make sure that we can turn around and uh, find the right returning citizen, the right trade at the right time. So Matt is one of those business partnerships. And Matt, you said you've been successful in placing some of those people. Tell us a little bit about that. And how have you worked with Brian so far in placing those people? Um, typically, uh, these manufacturers have had trouble with, with turnover rate and maintaining the employee base. Folks will come, they'll work for a couple of days and they disappear on them. And so they just have huge turnover, a lot of openings. And folks just coming out of high school don't have any training and they don't have necessarily the mechanical aptitude to be able to do this work. And so when we started looking at the quality of skill that the people have that are being trained in these vocational villages, they frankly are coming out more skilled than the general population. We just placed wow. a fella, we just placed a fella in Wayne County and Brian knows who I'm referring to, who is unbelievably skilled in CNC. Uh, he built chess sets and he built any number of things that are artistic in nature and his love, it seems to me, his passion is CNC. And so this company that we placed him with actually bought a CNC for him and another returning citizen. It's a half a million dollar five axis CNC machine that they bought specifically for these two returning citizens to work on. Um, and then uh, we've got folks in Berrien County, Kalamazoo area, uh, folk, uh, folks in the city of Detroit, people in Genesee County, et cetera, that have made use of this program. What's most interesting is as Brian mentioned, they have to apply. They give up some of their sort of free time to do this. They don't get their recreation time as much. They're there for a full day's work. They have to show up on time. They have to be there all day. They have to do their work. They have to do their testing. They have to go through the whole program. They have to stay, uh, they have to stay out of trouble. They have to be on time every day. And so when they're done and when they, they return back to the, to the population, they are great workers. And so these employers are absolutely thrilled with Vocational Village. You know, Brian, we've heard and been talking for years and years, probably decades about reform in the prison system. Like, how do we reform people? This looks like this is one of the best avenues I've heard of, you know, helping prisoners get back into the population and have productive lives. Oh yeah, this is, this is what makes education exciting um, and even education inside a correctional setting. Um, if, if it wasn't for our director uh, being one of the biggest uh, proponents of, of making sure that this takes off, um, I don't know that this happens. We've had uh, over 22 states that have sent correctional agencies to, the, to Parnell and Ionia and the Women's Correctional Facility in Ypsilanti um, to try to replicate what we're doing here. Um, and in large part, it's because it's, it's kind of the right thing to do. When we have somebody that's going back home, I want a neighbor 
um, that's going to be trained and ready to go to work as opposed to somebody who only knows um, how not to work or get in trouble or, or end up back in the system. So um, it's been, as an educator, from an educator's perspective, it's been neat to watch this state blossom in that. Um, and like I said, our director has been the national leading advocate of this particular program, which has been phenomenal. So because we know statistically, Matt and Brian, that the rate of going back into prison is pretty high uh, for people who have served time, especially the longer time you serve, the more chances you're going to go back. And that has a lot to do because there was never a transition back to the work, uh, back to society with a purpose, with a plan. So Brian, how give us background again, how this came to be. Like Matt, you could tell us in your research what you stumbled upon more, but Brian, tell us how did the, how did the system even come to be? Who brought this uh, program uh, to fruition here in the state of Michigan? Um, I, I'll go back to Director Washington. Um, okay actually started this with funding under uh, Governor Snyder's administration. Okay. Um, and in 2016, she was able to secure the funding for this initial program that rolled out in the Ionia facility. Um, and it was one of those concepts that uh, was brand new um, in corrections, not something that you thought about doing or ever really fully investing in. Um, and they put all the pieces together. Um, and when I say they put it together, they had to look at like what Matt was talking about. We look at counties where guys parole to, we look at interest and aptitude. Um, these guys have to apply. We screen the applications to make sure that we find uh, guys and now women that are getting ready to, to make a positive contribution to society. Um, and once we're able to start replicating a workday and work on those soft skills and have employers come in, I mean, at, at my facility in Jackson, I, Governor Snyder, uh, when he was our governor came through, uh, Governor Whitmer has been through. Um, it's been unbelievably impressive to see um, this entire state turn around and really try to do this. And, and what's neat about all of it, in all honesty, is if we can reduce the number of people that go from state debt to state credit, um, then that's what we as educators should be doing. And yeah. this, this has been one of those programs that does a wonderful job at that. That's great, Brian. And Matt, you know, you're a longtime business coach and a consultant. This is something that you did not see yourself uh, pursuing. Like you said earlier, you stumbled upon it. How has it changed your outlook on the work that you do as a coach? It's been, it's been really fulfilling for me and for my wife and for the people that we've worked with, the employers, the returning citizens themselves, it's been so fulfilling and heartwarming. We started a fella uh, about two weeks ago now, about a week ago. Um, I went over and was with was at the company when he showed up for his first day of work and another returning citizen that's also working in that, at that company drove him to work that morning um, and there were a lot of tears and a lot of hugs and uh, a lot of a lot of smiling. And I met that fellow before he came out in the prison a few times. And he was always quite sober and um, and and not exactly effusive, as you can imagine, in a prison setting. You're not going to be Mr. Joy all the time. Sure. Well, the day that he reported for work, he was smiling from ear to ear and so for me that was that's worth all of it we've also done some coaching within the prison system 
um, to try to help guys transition and women transition to uh, the outside world as far as how to, to relate to people and how to interview better and how to persuade and how to get their, their mission across and how to, to listen effectively. And that's been received quite warmly. Um, they, they don't always get good positive advice always in their surrounding. And so to be able to sort of give them some tools that they can use once they're out, um, again, has been very fulfilling and, and, and it's a happy, happy thing for me. Um, uh, personally, I, I just love doing this. And so it's, it's been a blessing to, to our family and to, and to my, my employers and, and Brian has been fantastic and working with us and has been so open and, and uh, helpful. And so I can't speak highly enough of him and his staff and then the people at Ionia and in Ypsilanti as well. Yeah. Um, just great people, Dan Seal and, and Mary over uh, in Ipsy are, are just great people. You know, it leads to a couple more questions for the both of you that I want you to answer, starting with you, Brian, and just listening to Matt, there's got to be such reward in seeing the success of this, Brian, from your perspective as an educator. I mean, you came from a traditional school setting, right? And, and, and teaching history and to sixth graders, there's, you know, six through 12. And now you're teaching a different population, but the reward is so different because these are people that were on a path to kind of destruction and, 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 you know, could have, could end up back in the prison system if they didn't have this avenue. So can you speak to that for you personally, Brian, the reward as an educator to see the success? Yeah, I, this population is 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 very interesting to deal with um, because if you can get somebody kind of at their lowest point when they're incarcerated, um, you have the opportunity there to start rebuilding a foundation that can change the outcome for themselves, their family, their kids, and that cycle of incarceration. Um, hopefully starts or stops with the individual walking out with the proper training and the right commitment to work and family. Um, and I have more guys uh, than I would probably care to admit that never thought they were ever going to get an opportunity. Nobody like Matt McCormick was going to come in and offer them a job. No employer was going to come in and shake their hand um, and say, hey, I think when you get out on this day, you come to me next week and we'll start work. Um, that that's never been something that a lot of these guys had it it, it it's hope um and when when people like matt um and other um employers come through uh on a tour and they look at what the vocational village is about um and and everything that michigan's done being a leader in this um it's pretty neat to see um, my hope is, is that we keep sending more guys out and our population of incarcerated individuals continues to drop. Um, and this is one of those programs that helps do, do that. Mm -hmm. Matt, you, you spoke to the reward, but I'm, sh I'm sure others, you've seen even more the reward, like Brian alluded to, the reward for them that, you know, and, and seeing the joy on their face, it's got to be so rewarding for you to see that success too. Indeed, I got a phone call uh, about a week and a half ago from another fellow that um, he met his daughter. She's 17 and he was in for 15 years. And so she was two years old when he went in. Wow. And, and now he's, he's, he, he's, saying, he's asking me for financial advice because now she wants to go to college 
And so he's saying, okay, you got to take me to the next level. We've got to figure out how to save this money. And I said, well, you get as much overtime as you can and, and do your work and get promoted and make more money and keep on keeping on. And so he, he is dedicated to his work and he is so thrilled to have something to do that is able is enabled him to, to, to support his family uh, for the first time in such a long time. And so he, he kind of gets his, his mojo back. He, he feels like a full human. And mm -hmm. I think that your heart gets ripped out a little bit when you're separated from people and you're not able to leave a facility because of something you may have done in the past. Um, he is definitely committed and they've all been committed to not returning to back to where they came from. Um, the one fella, he asked for a certain dollar amount per hour and this employer actually offered him more money than what he asked for. And he was just blown away by that as I was too. We were surprised. And then uh, as far as recidivism, I did some research here and, and Brian can speak to this as well. But back in 1998, the recidivism rate or the return back to prison for these uh, released sure. parolees was at almost 48%. Um, after starting the vocational villages as recently as 2020 the recidivism rate in the state of michigan has dropped to like 27 or 28 percent but the recidivism rate for the parolees coming out of the vocational village is two percent is that correct brian it was two percent at one we're looking at around 10 ish around 10 ish okay. i mean now that we have now that we have the three facilities up and running but the initial one we were first starting to track that stuff it was there yeah well that's still significant decrease yes that's yes, significant it is. that's yep. a significant degree what are some of the challenges returning citizens face today brian um i think some of the biggest thing is is uh they see as a little bit of the stigma mm -hmm. um I think the, the, the felony conviction um, is there and trying to adjust and reenter um, with that on their, um, on their record or, or their past. Um, and so we spend a lot of time going through um, kind of how do you answer those questions and how do you talk about that and how do you move forward from it? Um, I think the other thing that they see um, when they when they get out that can be a challenge is, is like Matt alluded to we've had guys that have been down for a very long time in some cases uh 15 20 years and when they came and got locked up 15 20 years ago you know what technology has done and how quickly technology <laughs> has changed yeah uh, a lot of these guys are very apprehensive they didn't know what a yeah. kiosk was or a self-checkout at the grocery store um so just that mindset that, hey, listen, we, we really need to make sure that, that you're fully prepared to walk back out. And, and like Matt pointed out, work, work at the overtime uh, that you need to do um, and, and try to play catch up. So we do spend a lot of time working on um, some of the soft skill stuff, employability skills, um, just the regular day to day so that that transition is there. And they know that some of those real world scenarios that they haven't had to deal with um, they need to figure out how to start dealing with them before they leave. Um, yeah. And the most, the more we can prep and get them ready to go, um, the more successful that transition is going to be. And Matt, you talked about working with some of them and prepping them and getting them ready to go. Do you want to elaborate a little bit more on some of the stuff that they're dealing with, the challenges that you've helped them with or you have seen from their employers that 
they need help transitioning? Yeah, a lot of it has to do with self-confidence and being sort of aware of thinking everyone's looking at me. You mm -hmm. walk into the building and, and who knows where I came from and who knows. And, who, and so dealing with that and bolstering their self-confidence, bolstering their own personal image of themselves so that they can, they can walk into the situation and hold their heads high. Um, they've served their time. And because of the vocational village, they've served their time in a very productive manner. And so they've got a lot to be proud of just to get through the program. Um, and so we try to just remind them, look, you're going through this, this program. You have to be there on time every day. You have to do your work. You have to listen. You have to do what you're told. That puts you ahead of many, many people in the regular job market. Um, a lot of people just don't seem to have the ability to get to work on time or to come regularly or to even call when they don't show up. Yeah. Well, th these fellows have and ladies have a lot of integrity and conscientiousness. And, and so we just remind them of that, you know, in, in, in my talks uh, to these guys um, and ladies, it's all about, you know, making sure that they understand that they're responsible for their own goal setting. They're responsible for attaining the dream that they want, that it's not going to be handed to them, that, that they have to go ahead and grab it. And so we just remind them that you've done all of this work. Don't let it go to waste. Go out and grab your part of the American dream too. And it's working. And I, I again, I can't tip my hat enough to Brian and his staff and, and, and the others at the other facilities. They, they are dedicated, they're kind, they're patient, they're very knowledgeable and they treat everyone as an individual. They don't treat them as the number on their chest. They treat them as an individual. <clears throat> and that's something that you don't always get when you're incarcerated, where you're, you're kind of treated as one of many. <clears throat> and the vocational village treats them individually. And the kindness that's shown by these educators and the wisdom that's shown by these educators is humbling to me. And so I'm, I'm very gratified to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. it's it's about the person and not the population which is which is yes. yeah yeah Absolutely. we're talking about voca vocational villages in the michigan correction system with two guests here today uh matt mccormick reached out to me he's a longtime business coach and consultant from the new boston michigan area and brian friedman is the principal of the vocational village principal since 2018 we have a couple of minutes left with both of you here today uh matt and brian what last words do you want to share with our listeners brian about the program, a couple of minutes each with you. What, what would you like to share with our listeners that I didn't ask you or anything that you want to get out there? Um, to the employers that are looking for, for skilled uh, help, um, please reach out. Uh, we will also, we open up tours. We want people to come in and see what this program is about. Uh, if you're somebody like Matt and, and you want to take a chance and, and uh, come in and kind of see and meet an individual, face-to-face, uh, eye-to-eye. It's, it's not the stereotypical programming you're going to see on TV. Um, these are all guys who are going to be returning citizens. And, and I, I say to everybody that comes through on a tour when it's all said and done, um, you know, I want Michigan to be safer. Um, I want uh, to see they continue to flourish. Um, and this program can, can help um, some of our uh, struggling citizens a chance reset and uh, become that 
productive member and, and help make Michigan safer. And I think that was probably the goal for this program from the very beginning. Um, and so, you know, I utmost respect and thanks to uh, our directors and our legislatures and, and Governor Snyder and Governor Whitmer who have turned around and, and, and helped make this uh, continue to be um, one of the national leading programs in the United States. Yeah, congratulations to you, Brian, and your entire team. And it's just, it's, it's a one, I, I'm, I'm really intrigued and, and really happy to see a program like this in the state of Michigan. And knowing that people are coming to you from around the country is a testament to the work that you're doing, that they're actually looking to you to replicate it. So congratulations to you and all your work that you're doing. Matt, I want to thank you for reaching out to me with this story. I think, thank you for sharing this story with me and um, uh, bringing Brian to the interview. Uh, it's been a great story. What else do you want to share with our listeners? You have a couple minutes here left with us, Matt. What else do you want to share with our listeners? I would, I would send everyone to the uh, michigan.gov forward slash corrections. There's a lot of information on Vocational Village there. It also has contact information, how you can reach out to, to Brian and the other facilities. Um, there's a, a in-depth studies of, of the effect of these programs. Um, I would recommend that any employer that's looking for someone to, to help them grow their business to seriously look at this program. Uh, these guys are coming out in various counties around the state at various times. There's a way to get on a, a list of uh, email list and so that you can receive resumes of, of parolees coming out. Um, and so I would encourage any employer in the state that needs more people to look at these folks because frankly, they're the cream of the crop coming out. They're trained. They're in, they're in the the habit of being on time and they are eager to to plant their flag on the outside world and so um just i would ask any employer please take a look at vocational village and see what they can do for you matt thank you so much brian thank you so much for being with us today thank you vanessa thank you if you have any questions or comments or topics you want us to get to get to me vanessa dunn how you do that easily by going, Brian, we said bye to you. I know you froze up there. So <laughs> thank you, Vanessa. I have my apology. No, yeah. no, no worries. Technology. Yeah. If you have yep. any questions or comments, you can reach out to me, Vanessa Denha. You go to Epiphany Communications and Coaching, or you can find me on my social media platforms like Matt did on LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram or Epiphany Communications and Coaching on Facebook. And as always, we remind you to connect, communicate, and to collaborate with your community. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time here on It's Your Community. It's Your Community, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR.